Hello, everyone, and welcome to GivePod, Greater Vancouver's business podcast, exploring the challenges and opportunities facing our region. I'm Bridget Anderson, President and CEO of the Greater Vancouver Board of Trade. Over the next several episodes, we are going to take a closer look at the False Creek Flats, a major job center in Vancouver. The area is bordered by Main Street to the west, Great Northern Way to the south, Prior Street to the north, and Clark Drive to the east. About 8,000 people work there at over 600 businesses in the flats, including Science World. Now, this iconic geodesic dome was built for Expo 86 and was handed over to Science World about one year later. Today, President and CEO Tracy Reddys joins me to talk about the organization and its role in the future of False Creek Flats. Welcome, Tracy. Thanks, Bridget. Delighted to be here. Your background is in finance. You are the CEO at HSBC, Coast Capital Savings, and you moved on to the public sector where you served as finance critic for the opposition liberals. So I have to ask, where did the passion for science and technology come from? Well, that, um, as you've implied, is kind of a windy question, uh, <laughs> or at least the answer is a bit windy anyways. But uh, to be honest, um, you know, uh, whilst I liked science in uh, high school in math, I, I was actually more uh, gravitated towards uh, math and, and business. And as you said, spent most of my career in banking. And I did run a, a global technology business for uh, uh, HSBC out of New Jersey in the early 2000s and always had an interest in technology. And we used to say back then that uh, banking was a marriage of business and technology with no possibility of divorce. And uh, <laughs> nowadays, of course, it's pretty few businesses that you could say didn't have a marriage with uh, technology. But my real passion for the science and technology side actually uh, is, is really grounded in um, my hope for a better future for the province. And in particular, driving, uh, continue to drive this knowledge-based economy, which I think really represents the future opportunities for uh, our province. And when I was in government, I did look at um, the policy side uh, quite a bit in terms of economic development and growth, but also societal uh, development and growth. And the, you know, the key to much of that is being able to attract or develop, attract and retain knowledge-based uh, organizations and companies. And, and that is predicated on our ability to uh, develop, uh, attract and retain um, talent uh, particularly in what we call the STEAM sector, science, technology, engineering, art, and design, and math. So I really came to science world um, because of that, uh, because I, I realized uh, how important science world was in the whole educational ecosystem. In addition to getting a million people to come and visit our iconic uh, dome every year, we also do, uh, in non-pandemic years, outreach to about 150,000 students across the province in science-based learning. We train hundreds of teachers annually to deliver science-based learning in the classrooms. And now with our digital channels, we're actually reaching over two and a half million people with that content. So we're a, an integral support to the, the, the K-12 and post-secondary system in developing that uh, STEAM talent. And uh, I can't think of any better place I could be right now, frankly. Well, clearly, um, as you speak about the knowledge economy and the skills that are needed for the future, science and technology, I mean, all this, the STEAM, that really plays such a, a big part. You know, coming back to the False Creek Flats, I, I think you're probably the most iconic structure in that 
in that region, in that area. But how do you, like, what do you th- see a science world's role in the False Creek Flats and that ecosystem, if you will? Well, a- again, um, you know, we are going to continue to support the education system in developing that STEAM talent. And as that area grows, as you rightly mentioned, I mean, this is probably going to be the biggest area of transformation in Vancouver since Yale Town. Uh, with the construction of the um, St. Paul's Hospital and the development of 400 acres into a health sciences and technology corridor. But I think there's uh, opportunity to do more with that. Like, I'd love to see it be an arts and science uh, educational corridor as well. We already have Emily Carr here. We have Science World. Um, You know, I, I think I've talked to you in the past about could we potentially create the Smithsonian of Vancouver uh, as we uh, think about redeveloping it? So it shouldn't just be a kind of a commercial and real estate development play, um, but but something that really creates a legacy, uh, I think, for generations of um, Vancouverites and British Columbians to come. In terms of our specific um, role, I mean, we work uh, with many um, community groups and um, also uh, educational institutions in the area in terms of uh, both in terms of uh, programs for for uh, kids who um, particularly on the downtown east side. Uh, we have a number of schools that uh, we work with closely uh, and we also um, see uh, great opportunities to expand our mentoring network with the, um, the kids that uh, come to us as, as this whole False Creek uh, area um, develops and, and unfolds. And really that roadmap, if you will, for the area um, that came out in 2017 talks about innovation clusters. It talks about no, not just technology, uh, but it talks about arts and culture. And and I, I think the, the vision is really about 20,000 jobs. So particularly, you know, in, in lots of the areas that you uh, are involved in. But if I could back up to when you first took over um, in as the CEO of Science World, it was not an easy time. Um, the pandemic uh, was a huge, huge factor for Science World. It was a really precarious time for Science World as well. Tell us about what that experience was like as a new CEO of the organization. Uh, well, it you know it obviously wasn't an, an easy time, but I, I should, and I'm sorry, my pug has decided to go crazy here. <laughs> the timing is everything, um, but you know I, I think more so it was it, I was more worried for our staff because they had seen Science World obviously at its height, and uh, that now you know they were seeing it go through its challenges. But the teams, you know, the team has done a remarkable job. Um, we've come through the pandemic actually uh, with flying colors um you know we're we're actually outperforming uh 2019 um uh, operating uh That's results fantastic. uh yeah uh, it was 75% attendance so team has done a great job um you know i think um one of the things that we're um probably you know still have to work on is our infrastructure because like you said it was built for Expo 86 and uh, a lot of the uh, parts of the building were only meant to last six months and like t- typical Canadians we've made it last 35 years but even but you uh, got a good boost in the arm from the federal government well recently. we'll talk about that in a minute 10 yeah, million dollar investment that will help <laughs> infrastructure a great deal yeah it will it will but you know the, the building it is an iconic building um but uh you know again um a lot of pieces need to be fixed and it's not a it's not an inconsequential amount of money unfortunately the 10 million dollars that the feds have put up is only 
a, a first part of the ultimate investment that we have to make. But we want to be here um, for the long term. I, as I said, my job is to put um, uh, Science World on a trajectory for the next 35 years. And uh, we believe we should be investing uh, in that uh, location and in our building. So that's what we're hoping to work with uh, the governments, governments at different levels and the community on over the coming years. So it's only a, it's an important um, investment in infrastructure, but as you mentioned, it is only partially what is needed. So talk to us about some of the upgrades that are required. Yeah, so our I think most people know that our dome is closed right now because it's leaking. And um, unfortunately, the technology that is in the dome is actually the original uh, 1986 technology. I was hoping to put that as part of the campaign, uh, the Expo 86 merchandise campaign. But uh, my marketing team said that probably wouldn't uh, probably wouldn't sell. Uh, <laughs> but uh, no, I know all joking aside, that is it is it is an area that we have to rejuvenate, and of course. It being a, a Buckminster geodesic dome, it's a very difficult um, structure to uh, reskin. Uh, so there's uh, some challenges with that. Um, we also have challenges with HVAC and electrical systems, which are not that interesting in terms of you know speaking to governments and donors. But without them, we can't you know keep our facility uh, open. And this this facility actually, the building is owned by the province. Um, the city owns the land that we sit on and the province subleases both to us. So um, we're, we're just the tenant, actually, in many respects. Um, so uh, so we're working, uh, again, with all levels of government to come up with some solutions to uh, make sure we can preserve this um, historic piece of uh, uh, of our, uh, well, our, our history in Vancouver um, for future generations. So when you look at the future of the False Creek Flats, and, you know, I, I heard you mention Smithsonian, so I, I want to dig into that a little bit more, too. You know, if, in fact, that we do have 20,000 new jobs in that area and it really becomes this vibrant innovation hub, if you will, you know, what role would you hope for Science World to play in that future? Well, uh, again, I, I think, um, you know, Science World, once we get past our current um, infrastructure uh, uh, challenges and we will get through those. I'm quite, I'm quite um, confident that we will get through them. But we have a bold vision. We we would like to um, expand science world, uh, and um, and that might take kind of a Smithsonian approach where we have multi, a multi-site uh, operation. And you know, if you look at what the Smithsonian does for Washington in uh, uh, Washington D.C. in terms of tourism, creating that vibrancy, that uh, innovation, I think. We could do it, you know, obviously on a much smaller scale since they've been at it at, uh, for, for, for quite a few uh, or a number of years, I think several hundred maybe. But, uh, uh, you know, I think it would add to that vibrancy and that whole um, opportunity to kind of create a collision of ideas. You know, at Science World, we, we, we talk about science, technology, engineering and math. And of course, those are um, uh, technical skills, but we also talk about creativity, collaboration, communication, critical thinking. And that comes when people come together and are able to work in teams and and think creatively about ideas. And I think the ability to um, create, uh, again, a multi-site uh, science institution that appeals to all ages um, would help uh, in that uh, uh, creating that environment that allows those ideas to collide. 
You know, when I think about Science World, uh, it was a, a mainstay of places uh, in Vancouver that I took my kids to when they were younger. We spent many, many, many hours there and my kids loved it. But, you know, some other programs that maybe some of our listeners might not be aware of, and there's a long list of them, but the Super Science Club, uh, Future Science Leaders, uh, Scientists and Innovators in Schools. I mean, you named a, a lot of them. And, you know, I think back to um, earlier in the fall uh, and maybe even in the summer, you did some community consultation about the future of science world. What is the community saying that it would like to happen? That's a, that's a great question, and and thanks for asking it because um, we have uh, uh, actually engaged with hundreds of people um, across um, our region um, and um, uh, different parts of the province as well because it's not just Metro Vancouver that we serve; mm. we serve all the province, and um, uh, and that was across sectors from education, industry, business, and science and technology associations, community groups. Um, if, uh, indigenous, uh, indigenous, uh, peoples, uh, so, so all of this, um, you know, has, um, uh, suggested to us that first off science world is a beloved institution that people have, um, very fond, um, pre, you know, early and, and current mm -hmm. memories of there's a belief that, um, science world could do even more, um, particularly, I think in terms of edu helping educate, Again, I'm priming the STEAM talent pool, but also um, looking at the some of the more critical elements or critical issues that are facing our planet and encouraging that discussion. So things like the regeneration of the planet, uh, because, you know, climate change is obviously causing uh, such uh, challenges that it's not just about sustainability anymore. It's about how do we actually regenerate areas mm -hmm. of the planet, human health. Um, you know, there's lots of issues facing Canadians and British Columbians with respect to, uh, uh, you know, health issues, uh, just the um, having access to uh, health and, and what are we going to do in the future to make sure that Canadians have access to health care and are also our preventative health care. So there's areas there that we're starting to focus on as part of our, um, uh, you know, five year or next five year strategy that we think we can uh, uh, help with the dialogue. And, and you know, we really do believe the world does need, some, need more nerds. Uh, I think now more than ever with uh, all of the issues that are facing us, we need those bright minds who are trained not only in technical skills, but in the skills of working together in collaboration. And, and, um, and you know, that's what the future, uh, I think, that's what drives us every day to get up in the morning to make sure that we're helping the, the world get more nerds. You know, and just for context for those, I don't know who wouldn't know this because it was such a great campaign, but the future needs more nerds was really based around Dr. Bonnie Henry. And it was it was a really great idea. And I think it brought home for a lot of people the importance of science and technology and, and health medicine and a lot of those kinds of uh, things that you really focus on at, at Science World. Um, and, you know, when you talk about climate change, I think every organization right now is thinking, how can they make a difference? You have a unique role in being able to not only address uh, climate change and help to educate people, but promote regeneration of the planet, as you say. Um, I'd be interested to know, like, how how long do you think that string is that that, you know, what is the role that Science World could play uh, in this, um, not only just in the city and provincially, but, you know, globally as well? Well, um, I think 
um, it's a long, it's going to be a long road. We, yeah. we, I think we all know this and, you know, our um, goal is to make sure that we, um, we focus on topics that are important to British Columbians um, and, and that have that BC perspective. Um, so, you know, as we look towards um, talking about climate change and adaptation and regeneration of the planet, a lot of our new content will be kind of focused on um, what this, what the implications are for British Columbians, what choices um, average people can make uh, in order to, to um, start getting that kind of collective change that um, uh, actually provides meaningful action on climate change and, and, uh, and uh, its impacts. Um, and, and on the human health side, it makes, uh, you know, a lot of, uh, uh, a lot of um, sense given our location with St. Paul's to uh, work with the partners. And we already are working mm -hmm. with a number of partners in the health sciences area. We have some wonderful, fabulous partners who, uh, you know, we learn something from every day uh, to uh, really um, showcase uh, to what BC is doing um, in health sciences, what people can do to take more care of their health and, and be more proactive and and hopefully, um, you know, again, just create a, a, a better dialogue around these issues. I think one of the things that has, you know, I think we've probably everyone has seen is that there is a lot of information out there and it's not always, um, it's not always based on Truth. Um, science facts and and <laughs> <Not> truth reliable <laughs> um and and again as a as a trusted um or highly highly trusted brand in this province um uh you know i think we can play a part in making sure those facts are put on the table and and that people you know can see actions they can take themselves that make a meaningful difference so i think that's what we're we're going to be focused on and i think there's a this is a unique opportunity for Vancouver. When I look at the False Creek Flats area, we have a real opportunity to connect the dots around innovation and Science World playing a really key role in that. When you look at the opportunity, um, you know, are, what kind of challenges are we facing around in in this in developing this area, and what more do we need to do? I think you know, in in, in I think. Um... You know, there's a there are a lot of leaders um, or a lot of um, institutions and leaders in this area who have kind of views uh, about um, what should happen. And I, I think, you know, a number of us have been talking that it, it would be good to collaborate on a kind of a common vision, what we want, because I think it must be hard for government with lots of different in interests coming to them. Mm -hmm. uh, having been in government, I, I kind of know know that and and also i think it's would be helpful for us all to get behind kind of that common vision of what we want because this is a this is a once in a lifetime transformational opportunity it for is Vancouver. and um and you know we should make the most of it and we should be thinking about it not just as a a um a work area uh period where there's going to be you know twenty thousand more jobs but there's also going to be people living here and we also want it to be a gathering place as well, you know, not just for people who live and work here, but for other people from outside the city. I think 
Uh, tourism, obviously, is a, is a big uh, component of our economy here as well. We haven't talked about that, but we play a very important role in, in that as well as uh, the uh, fourth largest attraction and the fastest, we were the fastest growing before the pandemic. So, so I think all of these things coming together, it's really important that we have a cohesive vision and that we're supporting, you know, the, um, the, we're making the most of the opportunity, I guess, is what uh, I can see uh, a danger of. We, we don't want it to just be another commercial and residential real estate development play. It's, there's so much more that it could be. And the point really well taken, Tracy, because there is a fulsome uh, plan that the city of Vancouver received. I mean, it is coming on five, six years old, but it still is very comprehensive and talks about, you know, a walkable five, 10 minute walkable region. So where people work, live and play. Um, and to really underscore the opportunity for our city, there are other hubs or innovation centers being developed in yes. Canada and in the United States. Toronto is really accelerating uh, its development. There's a number of cities in the United States. And so we we do need to move with urgency and to be able to, to take advantage of the opportunities in front of us, where we see some real strength in emerging areas like life sciences and, and other technology um, and, and other areas in technology. And and I think, um, again, if you look at these areas that are being developed around the world, and I would say Asia is actually maybe even ahead of uh, um, North America in this regard, but science centers uh, are at the center, are, are part of the critical elements that are, are being developed because, um, you know, the, 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 the key is to spark that curiosity uh, of uh, in STEAM learning early and to create confident STEAM learners early because we know kids often self-select out around grade eight. They're not, they think they're not good at math or they're not good at Talking science. about my history, Tracy. <laughs> particularly, yeah, particularly <laughs> women. Um, and, and this is another area that we we focus on is are these underrepresented groups in, in STEAM learning because if we don't get them participating, women, indigenous peoples, LGBTQ, mm. uh, remote communities, um, uh, more immigrants, we we won't be able to boost that talent pool when um, it has to be a diverse talent pool, right? So so I, I think science centers are quite critical in this whole innovation and the education ecosystem. And so just a plug in for science world that uh, we, we, we should be here for the long haul and, uh, and, and be, you know, what we'd love to be is a world-class comprehensive science center um, at, the, at the edge of Falls Creek, at the pinnacle of Falls Creek, working with all of these uh, wonderful health sciences, technology, uh, and um, science um, organizations that uh, are so critical to our, our economy and our, our society going forward. So rounding out this conversation, we have a bit of a captive audience of the business community. And so I, you've got an, an opportunity here, Tracy. What can the business community do to support Science World and really ensure its future? Well, I, I, we, we've been, we're working on our next five-year strategy, which is going to uh, include a, 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 an element, a, a big focus on rejuvenating science world, uh, both from a critical infrastructure perspective, but also developing these new areas of programming uh, for um, underrepresented groups and also in the areas of re the regeneration of the planet. Um, uh, indigenous um, uh, truth and reconciliation and uh, and uh, human health. So we'll be out knocking on doors next year. And I really hope 
um, that the the business community, I should say, has been very supportive through the the, the pandemic, and and I can't thank uh, them enough already for their support. But uh, I hope you have the same vision for the future that we have. That uh, we really do need to develop that steam talent, and we need to start it early to make sure that all these uh, businesses that are going to be in False Creek uh, have the uh, talent to. Uh, uh, to uh, run their organizations. So we'll be out in the community. Please support us. We, we are uh, an important part of the ecosystem and uh, uh, we look forward to talking with you. <laughs> well, excellent. As you say, Tracy, the world needs more nerds. So really I look does. forward to continuing the conversation. Thanks so much for joining us. Thanks so much, Bridget, and all the best. <laughs>